welcome to episode two of Thoughts with Ron. I am Ron and welcome to my show. Now, if you notice, this episode I'm hoping is going to be coming directly after or a couple days after episode one. If you guys already know, I'm planning on making this a weekly show, but due the time and being off for the 4th of July, I decided to start making and cranking out episodes as much as I can. So for the people who want to see more content out of me the next couple days, be prepared. I'm probably going to drop at least one or two more episodes. And if my friends are feeling up to it, maybe I can have my first guest ever on the show. So get ready for that. Now, I have a list of topics here. Let's get into the first one about the Miranda Sings YouTuber apology. I know as usual, I'm late on this topic. Give me some time here. When things drop, I'm gonna try and get on them and give you my opinions on them in the moment. But this topic has been out for at least about a week now. So if you do not know, a old YouTuber named Miranda Sings, which basically her main thing, when I was younger, I used to watch her at you know unfortunately <laughs> when I was a kid uh, she would put very heavy makeup on and her main thing is that she would used to put big lipstick like all over her mouth and she would sing in a very funny voice and do covers of songs and just general skit comedy now being the successful youtuber back in the day she used to do many things like have live shows where she would interact with the kids and now that you look at it she would interact with these kids very weirdly for example taking one kid or many kids that uh, are clearly underage and taking them on quote-unquote dates or they would do inappropriate things such as reaching into her pants and she would make very bad sexual innuendos towards the kids which is always a no-go and she would generally just bring up kids just to embarrass them and just make sexual innuendos which i guess back in like 10 15 years ago it was seen as okay but now that's not very good now that we've all grown up we can see that and what happened is recently one of her old fans um recently exposed her for being very sexual in a group chat with a bunch of minors at the time which was her fans she would ask things for like what is their favorite sex position you know and she would vent about the divorce that she's going to to just these minors right now and she would do this these weird things for example the main guy that brought it up i'm forgetting his name right now but it'll basically be all over youtube as of right now Miranda Sings actually sent him lingerie as a quote-unquote joke. Keep in mind, he was a minor at the time. Let me repeat this. A grown adult woman sending a minor lingerie. Yeah. So, all of this stuff is coming back to bite her. And she uploaded a response video. Now... In terms of YouTuber apologies, they're always almost all bad. I have never really seen a good YouTuber apology. It's always, you know, the memes. 
the sigh at the beginning, I don't want to have to do this, the deflecting, the crying, the all this other stuff, for pretending that they'll be better. But the last worst YouTuber apology I saw was from a content creator named Sienna May. And what she was being quote-unquote canceled for is that there was proof of her, or not proof, I guess, just, just for legal sense, you know. There was a video going out of her kissing her boyfriend at the time on the mouth and grinding up against him on the couch. Now keep in mind, the boyfriend was knocked out. Not knocked out, but he was asleep on the couch just for some reason if he was drunk or whatever and that's sexual assault so in response to this she uploaded a video of herself basically saying in the beginning I'm young I'm stupid I make terrible choices please please forgive me and then she does an interpretive dance to a song talking about how we all make mistakes when we're young so needless to say that that didn't go over quite well with everybody and then her you know some of her fans who were kids just didn't understand that we're still defending her but that one took the cake beside for youtuber apologies right under the um and that one was at the top for me at the time and then the next one underneath that was logan paul's suicide force apology we already know how that went but this one by Miranda Sings is now the new top for me in my, in my tier list right now. She gets on here, does the deep sigh and everything with the ukulele in hand, and I see it as soon as I pull up the video and I'm like, no, no, she is not going to sing about this. It just has to be a joke. And then she starts strumming and singing and singing about how she didn't do anything wrong to these kids and that she was just an awkward person when she was younger and she even had a whole chorus a whole chorus verses and everything I believe it was like the toxic gossip train and she just keeps on going about how when she was younger she was an awkward person oh I just you know I was that creepy aunt you know that would ask you too many personal questions now keep in mind these group chats are about maybe six years ago seven years ago so she was about 30 years old talking to these minors a 30 year old woman is still trying to brand herself as the awkward person now i understand that people can be awkward until you know they grow up and honestly some people never grow out grow out of their awkwardness but awkward people such as myself i am awkward um don't message kids I don't know how to, else to rephrase that. Uh, I think you have common sense enough when you're grown uh, not to mess with minors in that way. Why even have a group chat with your fans who you know that are kids? And she wants to say that, oh, my channel is meant for teenagers and young adults, which, I, which is a serious cope, by the way, because during these live shows, she could clearly tell who her audience was, and you didn't really see too many teenagers. I mean, the occasional pre-teenagers, like 12 or 13, but everyone else was was young. And she goes over there, and I just would like to say this quote from her, her song. I wrote it down because I saw it. She said it in the song. And I said, excuse me. 
and then I rewound wound it back and I saw it I was like yeah this, this is definitely I'm de definitely talking about this I quote I am not a groomer I am just a loser the only thing I groom are my two Persian cats huh huh just gonna let you sit with that one for a little bit and and with that you know what else could I say about this I, I would probably understand this apology if she didn't do something completely heinous you know maybe if it was like some Twitter drama or something like that and she did a little song and she showed up receipts while she was singing the song that's the only way I can see how this is better but she didn't even do that she just basically said oh yep everything's wrong showed no proof and then she even said in the song that her uh, team of lawyers said not to speak on the matter for right now but she said but she thought she was so quirky and she said they didn't tell me I couldn't I couldn't sing about it Okay, well, good luck with that, and I hope she gets what, you know, uh, is becoming of her, you know, if all these rumors are true. Next topic I wanted to talk about was with just streaming services in general, specifically with Twitch and Kick right now. Now, saying Twitch and Kick is basically just deciding between the lesser of two evils right now, just in the internet space. Twitch, you know, has been the unanimous streaming service from what's been a while, like ever since the internet was a thing and streaming has been a thing. Twitch has been, uh, you know, known for their live streaming. But in my opinion, Twitch is very, very flawed and is just showing more of those flaws. As we all know, the hypocrisy when it comes to Twitch and their female creators versus their male creators, how they let bigger twitch you know female streamers off with a lot more things cough cough alinity and when male streamers do it or they mess up in one itty bitty thing there's no warning there's no one day ban they're just permanently banned and the thing about twitch now you see i'm not a live streamer so if i'm getting anything wrong please go in the comments please go in the comments and just correct me on this that you don't really know who Twitch staff are. I don't think there's a list of Twitch staff in how you can address them and email them. They, they're just around, apparently, unless they want to be known. So it's basically these boogeymen just going around patrolling and just banning at their own rules. And how they don't really, in the most recent times, they don't really care about small creators, only about keeping the big ones. Which I guess makes sense for their perspective, you know, keep the people who are making you money, but also bring in more people so that your community can grow, especially since you get 50% of all profits and Twitch gets another 50%, the other 50%, and I believe in some cases for streamers, they got 70% and Twitch took 30%, but now, for some reason, Twitch is now deciding on Twitch taking 70% and leaving 30% for the streamers. Now for the big streamers who have brand deals and all other assets of money, this is no big problem. In, in my opinion, they if they want to complain about it, I always take their complaints with a grain of salt because they literally have millions and 
are living in a mansion with their $5,000 PC complaining about not getting more money. But the problem is that the smaller streamers who basically have nothing to start out with, especially the ones who just took this seriously and maybe quit their job or this is their only source of income at the moment because they just really want to dive into this live streaming hobby slash job. And now they're basically getting screwed because they can't make a livable wage. So Twitch has always been, yeah, a not very good platform, basically, especially now. Another thing I wanted to get into, how they really, they really suppress, in my opinion, some of the other creators, for example, Kai Sinat, who at the time was had the most subs uh, or like subscribers on Twitch or followers, whatever is on there, and Twitch just didn't even acknowledge him at all, even though he was doing the subathon. And you know, Kai Sinat is not my cup of tea particularly, but because he's just because I don't like him doesn't mean I can't acknowledge the work he's done. To growing his community and honestly I do admire him for that but twitch just will put other people up on the pedestal in the heartbeat for basically doing nothing but when actual people put in the work and get their rewards twitch just acts like they don't ignore him kick recently came out and kick is another one of these platforms where I'm like I'm glad kick exists because it's giving twitch competition but at the same time where it came from and where it's going i don't like you know for example you know kick came from basically a gambling website for a moment for a good while twitch had this gambling meta where all the big streamers were literally just go on these casino websites and just gamble away and they were being paid for their sponsorship to play on the ad so they really weren't losing any money so it would kind of encourage their audience to go to these websites and spend all their money on gambling. And I believe Kick Kick was made or founded by a gambling streamer named Trainwreck, who is a notorious gambling streamer. And so he made this, and his whole thing about Kick is basically being like, "Oh, you can do whatever you want on it." It had a whole lot of problems when it first came up but now it's starting to become a suitable competitor for Twitch. And what they've recently done, which has gotten in the news, I believe, is that they paid XQC, you guys should already know who XQC is, $100 million for him to stream on Kick. $100 million. That, that is, that is something. <laughs> To say the least, that 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 is something. If I was XQC in this situation, yeah, I I take that in a heartbeat. Let, let's be honest here. Just stream on the service for like two years to get a hundred million dollars, and then essentially I'm set for life. Yes, please. But some people, as expected, are saying he sold out for Twitch to go over to Kick. Specifically, one of these people, another big streamer on Twitch named Pokimane, basically saying that. You know, why would she do anything like this when she already has enough money? They, you know, because she's like a millionaire, like Pokimane is a millionaire. It's crazy. And she's like, why would you do all this stuff just to go over to Quick? And she is a big kick hater from what I can 
gather from this information so much that she's going on other people who congratulated XQC on getting this deal and like messaged him privately and being like, why did you, you know, do you like Kick? Do you like Kick? Do you support Kick and all this other stuff and basically being butthurt about it? Now, in my opinion, Twitch and Kick are not good. I'm not good with live streaming at all. It's not my cup of tea, so I'm already biased. And it just seems like another way for people to just get their money and just be at war with each other. But at least it's a good competition for Twitch because the thing about Twitch is they basically have a monopoly on the live streaming industry. And with all these other live apps, live streaming apps like, you know, YouTube Live and Kick, it at least is giving them some competition so they can step up their game and actually enforce their rules and make it a good, suitable platform. But this is just me venting about live streaming, as you can already tell. Another big thing I don't like about live streaming that has gone recently up. It's not that I don't like it. I guess I just don't understand it. And this community is just feral. Like, I'm going to just say it. The VTuber community. I know. I know. Ron, you hate VTubers? No, I never said that. They're just not my cup of tea, as I said again. You know, I, I, I like or I like the VTubers that are basically themselves, but just don't want to show their faces. I get that. Now, the the type of VTubers that I don't like are the kinds that are basically like putting on a whole act in their lore and they're like pretending to be this character like an actor for like eight hours at a time with this high-pitched voice after the first 10 minutes I just can't like what's happening and the saddest part about this their fans just eat this up and they will die for them they will completely die for this fictional person that doesn't even know who they are like I've seen death threats about someone just being like oh I don't particularly think this person is the best and then they just get ratioed oh yes yada 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 and it really stems from like I feel like Japanese idol culture and how the fans just want this like perfect like pure idol to worship and all this other stuff like they don't even want these vtubers and idols that have significant others and partners like i read online that there was this one idol who had a partner like a boyfriend and they just bullied her so hard that they had to break up or at least hide their love because she was getting death threats about being like why does he get to take her and all this other stuff and that just runs into celebrity culture like have you ever been on twitter or on instagram or anything and they would literally it's like a clip of bts and they're like eating something and it's like oh this person didn't eat this and this is he going through depression he's just basically jumping to olympic proportions just to see what happens basically and all the other comments are like yeah i agree or no that's crazy because he didn't do this yesterday and oh no 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 and it's just so 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 tiring so tiring one of the other topics I want to get to, or one of the last topics I want to get to in this episode, are games I'm playing. Games I'm playing right now. Or at least one series I'm playing right now with my friends, and that is Borderlands. Now, Borderlands is a pretty popular franchise, and I've been getting into it because my friends who play Borderlands 
on Xbox, like the whole entire collection was at like on sale and yada yada and DLCs are on sale and they literally played all of the Borderlands games, all the stories together. And so that inadvertently made me want to play Borderlands 2 and 3 again. And now that I'm realizing something, people are underestimating how good Borderlands 2 story is compared to 3. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When we were kids playing Borderlands 2 at the time, and we thought, you know, oh, wow, this story is pretty good, but I'm pretty sure the next one is going to be better. It's not. We were at peak storytelling for Borderlands right then and there, especially, like, story, bangers, side quests, bangers, all the DLCs, like, besides, like, I would think the seasonal ones, because they were just doing it for the seasons, the seasons like the D&D, DLC, all the other ones like all bangers really and the seasonal ones weren't even bad they were just they just kind of rushed them out because it, it was a seasonal dlc but every other one was just bangers all the characters bangers all the legendaries bangers all the the builds and skills bangers and then comes borderlands 3. now i will give borderlands 3 this I think in terms of games and gunplay and all this other stuff wise Borderlands 3 is better than Borderlands 2 the gunplay the amount of different guns the type of guns all the new legendaries the anointed skills and things such as you know like raid bosses you know all this other stuff and some of the DLCs as well I'll get into that are really good the only problem is is that well, before we get to that, another thing that they've done really well that they've done in Borderlands 3 is that the enemies scale to you. So I could play with my lower level friends and we could just be on the same level of fighting him and not, and not one person is decimating the whole entire area. Well, unless they got an OP build, but, but hey, you know, what are you going to do to stop that? Okay, now my main problem with Borderlands 3 is the story, particularly... Ava everyone knows I think it's a whole community thing that they hate Ava I am I'm one of those haters you know I, I I hate Ava if Ava has one hater it is me if Ava has no haters I am dead basically um, but the whole story they they what they've done for me at least they took one of my favorite characters Maya they basically made her die for no reason by the way spoilers for this for borderlands 3 if you haven't been playing borderlands 3 right now man i'm just gonna tell you spoilers so basically how my what they've done is that they make lilith the utter bitch and she loses her powers for no reason basically and then we go around we go over to this planet we see maya again good we're building the team up and she introduces us to ava this little shit basically and Maya's like, we're gonna go stop these people. Don't follow us, Ava. And she says, okay. They follow, she ends up following you to the boss arena and getting Maya killed. Yes, getting Maya killed. And after this, through all this pain and suffering, you, you know what she wants to do? Blame us, blame Lilith, blame anyone but herself for, for Maya's death. And guess what? She becomes a new siren. Of course she does of, of fucking course she does because that makes sense it just the whole story of borderlands 3 is it just made me feel so sad and they turned zero into like this pathetic simp 
that has a crush on this one person from one of these planets I, I even forget her name that's how forgettable she is and like half of this dialogue is talking about how he wants to be with her and it's just so bad but that's my spiel about Borderlands 3 now for some of the DLCs I do like but I recently got finished the Craig DLC and that one made me so so sad and it left a lot of questions unanswered for me like you know the the theory that Craig is actually tying to Tina's dad and they kind of hinted at it in the DLC but you don't tell maybe tiny Tina and it shows that he had a family before with the little girl and all that and I was like okay well I guess that's one unopened thing and then you know his crush on Maya and all these other things and at the end of the DLC we just kind of let him live in his own delusion with his own made-up house in life with Maya and just leaving him there I mean I guess it's the closure he needed but I would rather a mission telling Craig hey Maya is gone and him having to go through that process at least he knows what happened to her instead of living in this own delusion where he gets to live this happy life with a person that is really never going to come back and I don't know if there's I need to search around more in the DLC or online but I don't think there's any echo logs or anything hinting that they told Craig that Maya's dead so that's just one big thing for me but those are a little bit minor inconveniences for me overall the game I think is pretty good if you just want to mindless thing to just go around talk to your friends in the party and shoot around and get a couple legendaries but I'm trying to look for more games like that where I can just zone out and just do something or talk to my friends and I'm also trying to get back into D&D my friend um, BJ I might get him on the show one time or my friend Marseus they're they're the tabletop group they're the ones who got me into Dungeons and Dragons and he made it was my first ever campaign and he made this campaign called Pandora and it was so cool I'm not gonna spoil it because I feel like this is gonna be a topic we do when we when we get him on the show or the pod but it's lasted for like a year now keep in mind we were in high school so it was like every single weekend on the dot for eight hours straight like every single weekend it was so crazy but then stuff happened and it just got out and we've been doing more tabletop stuff but all of our schedules are like not aligning well so I'm trying to get into that and I'm debating on maybe like going into a discord server or something and just like finding uh, another game or another way I can play for the tabletop you know games because you know you know when you get that itch for it I, I have that itch right right now those are all my topics I wanted to get through today if you liked it please subscribe you know if you're listening to this on your podcast app hey follow me over there you know check out my YouTube channel if I got something wrong if you want to yell at me in the comments please put it under my YouTube so I can see it um get ready for some more episodes this weekend uh if I have the time so I'm gonna call this the episode rush so we're in the middle of the episode rush hopefully I can get this edited and give it to you today and then I can get some topics and start recording another episode for tomorrow 
Alright guys, have a good weekend. This was episode 2 of Thoughts with Ron. Until next time. Thank you.